You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Any news today, Tito, at all? (laughs) (laughs) Dang, Rosie, (laughs) that's your job. (laughs) This is the Rosie Report. The next round's on Rosie, and we'll read his credit card number here in just a moment. Regular season roundup. Catch it, Rosie! Nicely done, Rosebud. Now, here's Jim Rosenhouse. Kyle Zimmer hands at the belt. He lets it fly. Swung in and blasted. High, deep to right. Away, back, gone. Well, if they did it in the backyard... They better have lived on a ranch because that's how far that bomb went. Bradley Zimmer gets his big brother with a prodigious blast to right. And the Indians lead it 7-3. And I don't know that the brothers ever really looked at each other because you don't want to show up anybody, much less your brother, but that was back onto that concourse area beyond the seats in the lower deck and right. Bradley Zimmer's eighth home run. Oh, he got all of it. And that put an exclamation point on what turned out to be a festive final day of the home schedule for the Indians and their final day as the Indians at Progressive Field as they will transition to the Guardians next season. But Monday, an 8-3 win over the Royals, punctuated by that home run. Bradley Zimmer off his brother Kyle, just the fourth time in the modern era that that has happened and the first time since 1976 when Joe Necro took Phil Necro deep the Astros playing the Braves that day. Jim Rosenhouse welcoming you in to another edition of the Rosie Report, regular season roundup episode number 92. Cal Quantrill with a big day on the hill for the Tribe. We'll hear from him shortly. Also acting manager DeMarlo Hale. And we will also go one-on-one with Chris Antonetti on some of the things that the front office is working on this final week of the season. But first, Cal Quantrill winning his eighth game of the year, continuing a great stretch post-All-Star break. And he talked about the importance to acknowledge the fans after the win as the Indians players came back out from the dugout to uh, say goodbye to the fans for the offseason. Yeah, I think, um, you know, not all of us have been here for a long time, but we all respect uh, what the Indians have meant to Cleveland over the last forever. And uh, I think we wanted to send send people off on, on the right note. So um, there was some pride, and I think that uh, we're – very, very happy that this is how uh, they'll get to remember the Indians. What about for you personally, just the way that they'll remember you in your last four consecutive starts, uh, quality starts, six out of your last seven, just the, the impression that you've left, uh, not, not just on the team, but on the fans here? Yeah. Um, We've talked about this a lot in the clubhouse. It's, it's a 162-game season, right? Um, you can't just show up for a month or two. You have to, you have to bring the same kind of energy every single day. It's actually, I was a little, I was a little frustrated with how the first couple innings, the energy that I had, and I tried to step it up a notch, and the boys picked me up. So, um, yeah, I think that you know, tried to make a statement. We tried to show that we belong, and I think we all realized that we're, uh, 
you know, we're playing for the end of this year and we're playing to show we belong here next year as Guardians. Cal, what do you think of Bradley's brother-on-brother -brother crime there? Yeah, those two have got a, <laughs> a unique little battle. It looks like it won't end either. They've got multiple years of it ahead of them, hopefully. So um, I think they've both had uh, their wins, but uh, maybe that was the, uh, the final blow. <laughs> Cal, how enjoyable has it been to watch Ahmed Rosario do what he's done this year and just the consistency he's brought you guys? He's been fantastic. He's bouncy. He brings energy every time he plays. Um, it's pretty incredible. It seems like we were joking today. If he goes two for two, it's almost automatic. He's going to go three for three. So, no, he's been he's been a joy to have at short. And uh, I think the energy level and the consistency with which he plays the game is is very important to us pitchers, and, and it's admirable. Cal, if you don't have to face Sal Perez again until next year, is it too soon? Yeah, they should go ahead and trade him. I'm over that. I, we're joking around with him. It just feels like he's on. He's on a lot of pitches right now. It's obviously he's having one of his best years. Um, great career, but uh, yeah, right now he's 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 pretty hot. Cal, I apologize if you've been asked this. Um, did you notice anything different about the crowd today? You know, being this the final game, all the emotion that's kind of wrapped up into that. Yeah, I mean. They, they were, I think they were just as excited to be here as we are. But, uh, yeah, I said it in, the, in another interview, but, you know, we know it's a Monday. We know this is an unplanned game. Um, I think it's pretty awesome that they showed up the way they did with the energy they brought. And, you know, I think we just we're hoping that they'll come out and uh, they'll support the Guardians the same way they've supported the Indians because uh, we've got big plans next year. Also, after the game, acting manager DeMarlo Hale stopped by and he talked about Cal Quantrill's season and how impressed he has been with his continued development. I mean, I've said it a number of times. I, I, I <clears throat> see where he's not only grown but developed as, as a major league pitcher where he uh, can attack um, different lineups, different ways, um, you know, knowing what's working, knowing what he can manipulate a little bit. Um, you know, I, I think that he's grown in that sense. Um, out of the bullpen, I got to say, I kind of saw a two-pitch pitcher with, with, with a third one that he was working on. But as a starter, you know, there's a four-pitch mix there that, um, you know, you, you can get through a few lineups uh, with that four-pitch mix. What does it say about him? He told me outside that he couldn't have made this start six months ago. He said he just didn't have, didn't have his best stuff. But he learned a lot about himself and how to, to get through that. What does it say about his maturity and, and what he's learned about himself? Yeah, and, you know, I, I think it's a compliment to him. It's also a, a, a growth in him. You know, that he's able to um, go out there and tow the rubber and, and, and kind of figure it out. You know, that third inning, um, you know, when they scored the runs, you know, there was two, um, two, two out, two strike hits, um, Perez and Benatendi. And, you know, those are things you can kind of learn, say, okay, uh, let me minimize maybe one of them as you go forward. And I think he's done that. Um, over the second half where, you know, it's not been a lot of big innings. And I think that says a lot about who he is and how he's been pitching. With what Ahmed and Miles have done at the top of the order, do you guys feel like 
you may have found something going forward with a lineup that kind of plays off each other at the top? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a good blend there. And then you got, um, you know, Jose three, um, where's a switch hitter. And also, you know, you got some guys that can steal some bases in, in front of Jose and Fram there. So, you know, it's been good. You know, those first three, um, four really has been pretty good uh, being productive. Marlo, I know you've talked about Ahmed Rosario and how he's really settled in after Tito put him in that second spot in the order and he moved to shortstop. What, what has been the key for him since that move for him to just remain so consistent? I, I really think he, he just got comfortable. And, um, and what I mean comfortable, I mean, he knew he was going to play shortstop. Um, you know, we asked him to do a few things early in the year um, that I think he accepted. And he, he went out there and he played, you know, in center field. Uh, because I think that just shows what kind of teammate he is, you know. And, you know, he told us whatever it takes, you know, whatever you guys want me to do. But then at some point, we asked him to take over shortstop. And I, I think he got comfortable there. You know, um, Tito had a, a very good sense of, okay, he's going to be there. Leave him at two and um, see what happens. And, and I think it's evidence the year he's having, he, he's gotten very comfortable. Marlo, what did you think of the gesture by the players to, to step back out and acknowledge the fans there at the end of the, the game? I thought it was a nice touch. I also thought the fans, um, you know, I mentioned earlier, you know, being a sports town here that, um, you know, they were upstanding, you know, um, uh, in the ninth inning that last out. Um, so uh, I, I think it was um, both very, very nice gestures and, you know, there's some players who, you know, has been here a while, you know, and, and you know, been through the playoffs and the, the fan support and the World Series. So um, I, I think it's it's really just saying thank you and appreciate it. And, um, you know, we're going to move into next year, you know, under a new name. But I, I think we still want to have the passion and uh, support uh that the fans have showed this organization in this town and this city. So. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It was a pretty good moment. We had a chance to visit with Chris Antonetti, the Indians president of baseball operations, over the weekend and talked to him about an unusual ending of late for the season where they are not involved in postseason. That's obviously the goal at the start of every season, but Chris says that they have gotten a lot out of this year, even if it doesn't end with extra time in October. 
ideally we'd always like to be doing both competing and contending for the postseason and playing in October while continuing to develop players and helping them continue to progress and get better. Unfortunately, this year, uh, postseason's not in the cards, so we really have had try- we've really tried to double down on development, providing players opportunities, and really helping accelerate their path to productive major league players and take that next step. And there have been a lot of encouraging signs across the roster, both uh, with our pitchers and some position players as well. And I know we've talked a lot about pitching and just getting to the end, but position player-wise, you've had a lot of young players up here, and you've seen them more than just September. How important is that to have seen a lot of them actually back uh, almost three months out from the end of the season? It's been really helpful, and I will say one of the benefits of the September rules now this year, which is different than the past. In the past, we'd have a bunch of guys up here. We may have 38 players of our 40-man roster up here, and you'd see you know, a lot of young players that maybe not quite ready to contribute to the major leagues. This year, with only a 28-man roster, the quality of pitching, the quality of hitters in September is more consistent to what we would normally see during the regular season. So that gives us additional opportunities to, to continue to see guys and, and see how they do. A handful of games left here. Do you get much out of this, or, or is it something where you have a pretty good feel for, for what you've seen so far? Well, we don't make decisions based on any short term, you know, either games or a couple of weeks, but every game is an opportunity for uh, a player to continue to improve and get better and learn something. And so we want to make sure we treasure each day and, and try to make sure one, we come to the ballpark with a mindset of trying to win that game and two, make sure we take advantage of the opportunities to help guys get better. And if we do that day after day after day over time, that's the, that's the way guys continue to improve. So with the off season looming, uh, What's most important to to convey to a player, whether it's a pitcher or position player, between now and the end of the season before they leave? Over the last few weeks, we've spent quite a bit of time with our coaches and our performance team really trying to identify on an individual level is what's the best plan for each player heading into the offseason. And so we're continuing to work through that process. And then over the course of the next week or so, we'll meet individually with each player and talk about their offseason plan. And hopefully we can make sure we gain alignment on that to make the next few months as productive as possible and set a great foundation for them coming into spring training. Anything different because of the length of, of this season compared to last year when, when things were so different? Well, hopefully this is an interim season where last year was just so atypical. This year we've played, or hopefully we'll play 162 games, and we've built guys, we've been mindful of what their experience was last year, but now have reestablished a new foundation and built workloads up again this year, and we'll use this as the guidelines for next year as we start to think about workloads and progressions. Stay tuned. We'll have more with Chris Antonetti after this short break. Welcome back to the Union Home Mortgage Indians warm-up show. Chris Antonetti joining us as the Indians get ready to take on the White Sox in this last weekend of home games and last weekend for the home fans to to see the team as the Indians. And, Chris, I mean, you've been here as long as anybody, and um, you look at this, and and what does it mean to you as you head into this weekend? And, And is it hard to say before the last game is actually played? The answer to that, I think, is I'm not quite sure how it will feel. I'm looking forward to experiencing that, obviously, I've had so many great memories uh, associated with with the Cleveland Indians and being part of uh, the Indians. But I will say I'm excited and looking forward to the new chapter and and becoming the Cleveland Guardians and building new memories and new associations around that. But exactly how I'll feel, uh, I'm I'm not quite sure. I'm sure it'll be a range of different emotions. But I know there will be excitement as I look forward. 
And is it a little bit different having been involved in the process to some extent and, and seen the kind of different steps with Chief Wahoo, then the Indian's name, and then the new name being unveiled, a, a kind of a process to get to this point, a little bit different for you, you think? Well, yes, it's certainly been a really well thought out and deliberate process. And um, I recognize the emotions on both sides of the issue, but I am really proud of uh, what we're aspiring to do as an organization and really bring people together to, uh, in a united way. And we've really felt that this was the right thing to do. And I know it wasn't the, an easy decision, but one that we feel good about and, and are really excited to, again, start that new chapter as the Cleveland Guardians moving forward. I appreciate the thoughts, Chris, as always. Thank you. My pleasure, Rosie. Thank you. That's Chris Antonetti, Indians president of Baseball Operations. And that'll do it for another edition, episode number 92 of the Rosie Report regular season roundup. Thanks, as always, to Bart Swain, Corporate Trip, Austin Controllis for all of their help in uh, rounding up our guests for each podcast. Until next time, this is Jim Rosenhouse thanking you for listening to and downloading the Rosie Report. This has been the Rosie Report. 